When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Roman soldiers, tectonic movement, or strange lights? Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, where this week we head to Lancashire in search of the Longdendale Lights. The Longdendale Valley is a 15-mile stretch through the Peak District, with two peaks either side known as Shining Cloth and Beaklow. This area of the peaks is isolated, despite a few major roads. The area has been known to be a hotspot for ghostly encounters and paranormal activity, including the Longdendale Lights and the Longdendale Ghost Bomber. One of the most famous accounts of the area is on the 14th of February 1995. But this Valentine's Day is one that stayed in the mind of Laverne Marshall ever since. Laverne was travelling back from Heathrow Airport to her home in Glossop after she'd dropped off her son. She was travelling with her 20-year-old daughter Stacy and her baby. They travelled along the Snakes Pass through the High Peak on their way home. Then suddenly Laverne began to see four or five balls of light dancing around the area immediately in front of her car. We found her account on drdavidclark.co.uk where he has a great article on the Longdendale lights. She writes, We were just driving and talking when all of a sudden these little balls of light, four or five in all, appeared on the dashboard, Laverne said. They were really bright and dancing up and down just like they were being controlled by a juggler. The first thing I did was to look up and see if a plane was going over, but there was nothing above us. There were no houses around and there were no headlights behind me. I said to Stacy straight away, take that torch off the baby. But she shouted back, Mum, I've got the torch in my hand and it's not turned on. So Stacy grabbed the baby off the back seat and held her. And as she did, so these lights began to move onto the roof of the car. Laverne was surrounded by the lights in an isolated area of the Peak District. She was unwilling to stop the car due to where they were when the lights began to slowly make their way inside. Laverne watched the lights move around the car. The lights moved over the bonnet and split into two groups, circling the car over to the boot. Then it was here where they regrouped in an army-style single file, moving across the sunroof and to the dashboard. 
This lasted for seven minutes. The family were absolutely terrified to what the lights were and why they were there or how they got there. The car continued to move up to the highest point, down into the darkened Longdendale Valley, until they hit an area of road with streetlights. It was here that the lights then disappeared. Laverne said, As we got near the youth hostel at Crowden, there's a turn to Glossop which takes you past the Devil's Elbow. But even though I was running short of petrol, I wouldn't go down that because it's even spookier than the main road. As you can imagine, both Laverne and her daughter were left disturbed by this strange encounter. She said, I woke up the next morning and thought, God, what was that? What did I see? Now, I've travelled up and down that road on many, many occasions, and I can tell you that it's an incredibly spooky road and very isolated at times. When I have to take that road, I actually say a little prayer. Please, God, don't let me break down. I had a very frightening time uh, travelling that road late at night, and it was during a storm. I think I was driving back from filming an investigation for Most Haunted. Well, the storm was raging. Trees were coming down and falling across the roads. Rainwater was streaming down from the surrounding fields and they began to flood the dark roads. And then the worst thing happened. My sat-nav just stopped. It froze. Well, I pulled the car in and tried to make a call on my phone because I didn't know where I was. But there was no signal. And the reason I didn't know where I was was because I'd come off the main road because of the trees coming down, people were turning off roads. I got myself into a situation where I hadn't a clue where I was and I'd been relying on this sat-nav. Well, then, as I say, it froze and I didn't know what to do. So then I tried to make a call on the phone. But there was no signal. Of course there was no signal. (laughs) Well, I began to panic. I mean, really properly panic. I turned the car around and I started back up a hill I'd just come down. I drove slowly through the gale force winds. My windscreen wipe was going ten to the dozen. As the car crawled to the top of the hill, I turned right and again was faced with a fallen tree across my path. Now, at this point, I remember this very vividly, I unashamedly burst into tears. It was just the sheer frustration and not knowing where I was. The weather was appalling. um, No sat-nav, no phone signal. What the hell was I going to do? And all I kept thinking about was, I'm going to be trapped here. I'm going to be trapped here. Is a tree going to fall on me and kill me? Anyway, I turned the car around and went in the other direction. I moved off slowly and began to drive away. I looked in my rear view mirror and to this day, this, <laughs> to this day, I believe I saw a man standing in the road. He was looking straight at the back of my car. Where the hell had he come from? Now, I didn't stop to find out, but as I drove a little faster away, I did shake with fear, hoping that I'd just seen a friendly farmer, not hoping a mad axeman or possibly a ghost. I hoped it was the latter because of my interest in the paranormal, obviously. But it was the way that this man was standing 
it, it was just it was just weird it wasn't long before my sat nav thank god kicked back in and hallelujah so did my phone poor Carl was subject to heaving sobbing down the line and bless him he talked with me all the way back home and I'll never ever forget that awful journey um but that image of the man in the road was the things that nightmares are made of he didn't wave he wasn't it was just standing there in the middle of the road, staring at me. And because I'd moved away and I think I'd gone round a corner, he disappeared from view. I'll never know who he was or what he was. And it just shudders the thought of it. So next time I have to head over Snake's Pass, I won't be looking out for a strange man and certainly won't be on my own. But me and Carl will be looking out for those lights, let me tell you. What could, though, be the logical explanation have been for those lights? You know, it's incredible, isn't it, to think that you're in a car and you're travelling along and these balls of lights are actually moving over your car. Fraud, perhaps? Or overactive imaginations? I really doubt that. I do believe that this incredible experience that Laverne and her daughter had, it weirdly enough reminds me of the Betty and Barney Hill UFO abduction in the USA. Do you remember we did a a podcast about abductions? And one of the first ones really that made headline news was that Betty and Barney Hill abduction case. And they were driving along and they were seeing balls of light. Now, obviously, there wasn't an abduction in Laverne's case or was there? Well, this is the most famous case, but it isn't the only time that the lights have been spotted in Longdendale. The lights are so famous, there's even a beer named after it. I'd like to try it. Keep an eye out in your local, if, you, if, you, if you're if you up that way. It's Longdendale Lights by Distant Hills Microbrewery in Glossop. Now, we'll be delving deeper into these lights after we hear from our listener. Now, we hear from Rosie, a paranormal investigator herself, who got in touch with another encounter of the Beast of Box Hill. Hi, Eva. My name is Rosie. Um, I love your podcast. Um, I'm paranormal investigating myself with my family. We've actually got our own little group called Destination Paranormal. Um, I'm messaging you today with regards to the podcast that was on today and Dean's encounter at Box Hill with the Beast. Um, About, well, in 2005 it was because my son was a baby in a pram and my girls were about 8 and 11. We'd gone for a walk at Leith Hill, which is on the other side of Dorking, um, not too far from Box Hill itself. Uh, We'd gone on a normal Sunday afternoon walk. We hadn't been there for a while. When we got to the forest, uh, a lot of the trees had been cut down. They'd obviously been doing a bit of deforestization. There was a lot of paths were all churned up by machines. We did, in fact, get lost, funny enough, even though it's in Surrey. Um, We were quite deep down into the valley. Um, The paths were really churned over. We had to carry my son's buggy most of the way, trying to find our way out. And we thought, if we climb up high, we'll get to the top and we hopefully will find our way out. And what um, has connected me with Dean's story was the fact that we saw this really strange thing. It was a footprint, two footprints actually, um, strides apart. It was a naked foot 
probably the size of a male, I don't even know if they have sizes 16, but it was massive, massive footprint, naked feet, toes, you can see the toes, the heel imprint, and it stretched, two stretched across the pathway. Bearing in mind, this path was wide enough for a digger to have gone through, but there was only two strides going across. Completely freaked us out to the point where my husband and I both picked up sticks and we're carrying them as we walk to try and get out of this valley. Um, it's something my children have never forgotten, nor have we, and it was just the weirdest, weirdest thing ever. Um, still to this day, I don't understand what it could have been because it was far too big to be a human foot, which is what sort of scared us into picking up these sticks. Um, anyway, his story sort of really brought it all back, um, and it's something we talk about all the time. Um, but I just thought I'd let you know that there is obviously another experience in that area and maybe many more that people don't talk about because you do feel like you're a bit it's a bit weird really to sort of talk about a Bigfoot or something in Surrey but anyway that's our story and uh, I love the podcast and I look forward to listening to lots more thank you bye-bye imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, Rosie. Thank you so much for letting us know about your experience. Size 16 naked footprints. I mean, come on. Unless it's a hoax, unless somebody's going around with some kind of huge cardboard cutout, wooden cutout of size 16 footprints. That's incredible. There's definitely something happening here at Box Hill. And so many people have experienced this strange creature. I wonder what it could be. And is there more than one? From certain descriptions, it certainly seems to be the case. And if you think about uh, Dean's description and other descriptions beforehand, they're slightly different, aren't they? The animal um, uh, that was crossing the road um, that, that many people have seen as well. And I know there's not just one uh, eyewitness to that. Again, it, it was bigger than a bigger than a wolf. This thing was enormous. Could it go up on two feet? Who knows? But the footprints for me, Rosie, they sound amazing and would certainly make me believe if I'd been with you. But I tell you what, I would have picked up a log, never mind a stick.
It sounds to me that some surveillance needs to be carried out in Box Hill. Because if we're believing that there is some kind of creature there, uh, it could be incredibly dangerous. Or is it a load of people just, you know, hoaxing, messing around? And if so, that could be dangerous as well in itself. You know, people could be scared to death. Um, uh, you know, it needs to be looked into, uh, really. Um, and more people need to take it much more seriously. If you have seen a strange creature, possibly a Bigfoot, in Box Hill, then please let me know. Now, back to these strange lights in the sky. It was reported that the lights were very active in World War II. Could something be warning us? But these were mostly dismissed with people believing this to be military activity. A local newspaper interviewed Sean Wood, a man whose house overlooks Woodhead Pass. It's reported that he's been seeing the lights since the 1980s. One time, Sean's whole room was filled by the lights and a chilly glow. He went outside to investigate and saw a large pulsating light right above his house. I've often found when digging into some of these UFO cases, you know, that strange lights and unidentified objects in the sky are seen so often during times when the world is suffering from something. So during the World Wars, for instance, strange aerial phenomena was reported by air fighter pilots and civilians on the ground. During pandemics, sickness and natural disasters, these lights are often seen reported flying at unnatural speeds then stopping abruptly as as if looking at something and then moving off at such incredible rates, the eye couldn't keep up with them. Why is this? Could it be that an alien race is watching what's going on, concerned for the human race? Could there be us, humans perhaps, come back in time to see what we're doing to ourselves? During COVID, the amount of UFO sightings was un. Believable. It was just before COVID hit that my husband, Carl, and I witnessed a UFO. So what do you think these lights could be? I'm absolutely convinced, as you know, that they are beings from another planet having a good old nosy. But in Langdondale, I don't know if you know this, but across the hills are the scattered remains of World War II aircrafts that crashed due to bad weather. I believe that the ghosts of the planes, stay with me here, are still making their bombing runs, which we'll be getting into in the next episode. But this doesn't explain why the lights appear in folklore spanning centuries ago. They were once known as the Devil's Bonfires, with some explaining the lights to be from Roman soldiers, that they're the flames from their torches. But if you go back to ancient times, in early scriptures and paintings, you can read and see depictions of UFOs. So even back then, our ancestors were seeing strange lights and objects in the sky. Are humans really that ignorant to believe that we are the only living, breathing, working beings in the multiverse? Well, you know what I think. I believe there are people out there who, perhaps government officials in certain countries, that have concrete proof that there is life elsewhere, but they just don't want us to know about it. Thank <laughs> you. 
Thank you for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thanks to all our lovely listeners for sharing their paranormal stories with us. You can get in touch and share your own stories at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. And we are on WhatsApp and you can leave your voice note on this number, 075-999-27537. And we are on Instagram and our handle is at paranormalactivitypod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week, stay safe and remember, keep your eyes peeled everywhere because you never know, things aren't always as they seem. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.